And folks, I'm here to tell you if there's one thing in a Christian's life that is lacking today, it is prayer. We need prayer without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, we need the opportunity to come uh, to gather around in God's house and pray, but we need to pray uh, on our own as well. Amen? Amen. We need to pray uh, and, and, and expect answers from our prayers. Amen? Amen? And um, it's just something God really convicted me about today because, and, and actually this whole week, and I decided to go ahead and kick it off a week early because I, I believe this is where God wants us to go tonight. And if you'll turn in your Bibles, if you have your Bibles, turn to James chapter 5. James chapter 5. And I hope and pray, my deepest desire tonight is this. By the time we're here tonight, you'll have a deeper relationship with the Lord and in your prayer life. And by the time we finish this series of messages, you will have a, a better and deeper prayer life with God. We need to have that kind of relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to talk to Him. I've often said this, you know, if me and my wife never talk, we're not going to have a very good relationship. If me and the Lord never talk, we're not going to have a good close relationship. And who should be number one in our life? The Lord Jesus Christ tonight. He ought to be the one that's number one. In our life. But uh, James chapter 5 and verse number 16. Let's stand together for the reverence of the reading of God's word. And prayer for the message if you are able. The Bible says in this one verse of scripture. Confess your faults one to another. People have problems with that. And people have problems with that. And when they have problems with that. Their prayer life begins to fail. It says and pray for one another. Or pray for another. That ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That tells me real quickly. I want somebody that's living close to God to pray for me. I want to be able to call on that old prayer warrior from time to time. And say I need you to get on your knees for me. Just one more time if you can help me. We all have people that we know in our lives that we can call. And it feels like that they can get a prayer through when you can't. I want to be that type of person for you. But I want you to be that type of person for each other tonight. Amen. But let us pray. Father in heaven, God, we pray that you'd add your blessings to your word. And God, I pray in the lovely name of Jesus tonight. Lord, that you will help us to be better prayer warriors. To be better, uh, Lord, in speaking with you and communicating with you our every need. For dear God, we know by the way of testimony earlier tonight, dear God, that there's homes that are falling apart. Uh, homes that are, are, are in bad shape because, uh, Lord, uh, you're not in the relationship. And God, I pray in the name of Jesus tonight that you'll reach down from heaven, dear God, and make yourself real to us. Help us to understand and know that you are the true living God and that you're a prayer answering God tonight. Father, I pray you add your blessings to your word. Help us to be a, a better understander of thus saith the word of God tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I, you may be seated tonight. I, I promised our dear sister back there running the camera that we'll try to stay still tonight to try to help her out. But I really want you to get this message. Amen. There are many promises tonight that are in the Bible. And must, a lot of those problem, uh, uh, promises are conditional tonight. And in fact, that we must meet those promises, we must do things to meet them. In other words, First John 1, 9 says, if, that big word if, he says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just 
to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You see, God will forgive our sins, but we must confess our sins first. We must go and ask Him to forgive our sins. I also notice this promise in Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse number 13. The Bible says, And ye shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. You know what that tells us? We'll find God if we'll search for Him. And there's many people that are searching for things in this world and they can't find what they're looking for. Then, and, and some of them may be conscientious of a living God and they know that God can help them, but they just need some encouragement to go that way, to go to the Word of God, to get that help that they need. Maybe they need prayer. Maybe they need someone like you to call them and say, Hey, I'm praying for you and I love you and I appreciate uh, you and I, I, I want you to make it in this Christian walk. Many people are failing in their walk daily and and they're failing because the world has so much to offer and the world has so much to, to give them. And it seems like that they go toward those things of the world instead of the things of God. But I'm here to tell you, as a 45 year old man tonight to be 46 in November, I'm here to tell you there is nothing like Jesus Christ in our lives tonight. There's nothing like bowing down and praying and knowing without a shadow of a doubt that God is going to help you and bring you through what you're going through. And then when you pray and you feel the presence of the Holy One of Heaven and you know that God's going to do something special for you. But let's look at this Scripture because there's several things we can see. I want you to first see the purity tonight of prayer. The very first part of that scripture in James 5 and verse 16 says, Confess your faults one to another. In other words, we're to confess our shortcomings. Amen. Again, in Galatians 6, 1, the Bible says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, uh, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. We need to confess our faults with one another. I don't know about you, but you're looking at an imperfect man tonight. I'm not perfect. And neither are you. Some of you may have more faults than others. But you know what the Bible says? We are to confess our faults one to another. Uh, We're not to look down on that individual because they've got sin in their life. uh, But we're trying to help them uh, to get over that hurdle in their life to where they can be faithful unto God and that they can get a prayer through. There's many a times I've went into hospital rooms at Spartanburg Regional and I've went in to pray and maybe some of you have sent me there for family members. And preacher, please uh, talk to them about their soul. Please try to win them to the Lord and we'll faithfully go and we'll try to talk to them about Jesus and the relationship with Christ uh, and what they'll end up doing when it's all over. Maybe they're not ready to get saved yet. Maybe they're not ready to fully surrender unto God. But as you walk out the door, they're saying, Preacher, I'm going to pray for you. That prayer wouldn't get past the ceiling. A real Christian will be willing to confess his sins and his shortcomings and forgive others as well. Amen. We need to confess our sins. James 4 and 17 says, Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, him it is a sin. You see, many sins are committed by doing nothing. The Bible tells us that sins are committed by doing nothing. 
I was all ready to go yesterday morning to see my friend and tell him about the Lord and tell him that Jesus loves him. But God said, no, don't go now. Cut your grass now. Go this evening. And you know the outcome. Not only was I able to talk to one about the Lord, I was able to talk to two. And the second man truly needed it. And the first man needed it as well. And we ended up crying and weeping behind that truck. And God began to come down in that place and to help us just because of obedience unto God. Listening to God. I could have said, oh, it's 5.30. Everybody else is getting off of work, so I'm going to get off of work. Let me remind you today, pastoring is a 24-7 job. And I don't like it as a job. I see it as a duty. Because you have to be called to do it. I don't look at it as a job because I don't look at it as a job to make pay. I look at it as a duty and God taking care of me and blessing me. It's not a job that anyone can do. A man must be called. Amen. There are sins of commission and there are sins of omission. There are sins that people go out and, 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 and flagrantly do. And there are sins of omissions that we, we fail to do. Some of those things, uh, one of those things where we fail, and it is a sin when we do not pray. Because we know that we should pray without ceasing. We know that we should confess our faults to one another. We know that we should be in prayer. We know that we are to read and study to show thyselves approved. But when we do not do that, the Bible calls it a sin. So how are we measuring up tonight? We're to confess our sins. Uh, uh, listen, David confessed his sins in Psalm 41.4 because of slothfulness. In other words, he was lazy, he was idle, he was apathetic, and he was lethargic in the work that he was called to do. And, 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 and David had to repent of that. He had to repent of that. I can't be lazy or idle in the work of God when God's telling me to go do things. Amen. I see a confession of stubbornness over in 1 Samuel 15 and 23. The Bible says, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is an iniquity iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. You see, a disobedient and a stubborn person loses the touch of God upon his life. And many are stubborn tonight uh, to the point that they'll not forgive people. We've got a problem if we can't forgive others. Because didn't he say he wouldn't be forgiving you? You're ashamed to go before him and I'll be ashamed before you. If you don't forgive this one, how am I going to forgive you? How am I going to supposed to forgive you? We need to have forgiving hearts. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgive one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. And I think about these things that get in people's lives, and, and it's sin. It's sin that gets in their lives. And when sin gets in their lives, it affects their prayer life, even though they think they're doing something good. They're not really doing anything productive. They're wasting their time because they can't get a prayer through because their heart's not right with God. The Bible tells us this. And I, I, I began to think about some of the God hates in the Bible that is listed over in Proverbs chapter number 6. Let me just read you this scripture. Proverbs 6, uh, verse 16. The Bible says, There's six things doth the Lord hate. Some of you might have thought that the Lord didn't hate anything. I'm here to tell you, there's six things that He hates. And yea, the seven are an abomination unto Him. Seven. That makes seven, right? Six plus the one of the abomination. If it's an abomination, he hates it. Amen. 
He says a proud look. We may not think of these things that are uh, will hinder us in our prayer life, but I'm telling you, it will hinder you. A proud look. A lying tongue. You want to disappoint this man of God tonight, you tell me a lie. You'll disappoint me. Because you know why? And I've always felt this way and I've pretty well made it to be true. A liar most often is also a thief. And if you can't be honest, then why are we even here tonight? Amen. We have to be honest with ourselves. We have to be honest with God. And, and listen, he says these are seven things, but a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. That's going, along, uh, going on all over this world, even in our own country. A heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. Feet that be swift in running to mischief. In other words, you run everywhere the trouble is. You run. Trying to stir the pot a little bit. Verse 19, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. God hates. God, I'd hate to know tonight that I was someone that told someone a lie and was out sowing discord amongst someone and being a stumbling block for someone coming to Jesus. Knowing that I would have to stand before God and give an account that I stood in the way of somebody being saved. Or that I stood in the way of somebody getting a blessing. Or that I stood in the way. So the one great part of getting our prayer life in order is making sure that our lives are in order. Where we can have that communication with God to where we can be in tune with Him. Because if you're spiritually out of tune, your prayer life's out of tune. It's almost like playing an instrument. Pam can play beautifully on the piano. But if we was to have a, let's say, a violin over there that wasn't tuned up, that played with her, then it wouldn't sound too good. It would be harsh on our ears. It would mess up the whole thing, Olin said. And he's correct. And it's just like, we've got to be in tune with God tonight if we're going to get our prayers answered. And we need to be encouraged to, uh, to, to pray for one another. Ephesians 4.32 again says, Be kind one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake had forgiven you. He has forgiven us, church. But we've got to forgive one another. But if we can forgive one another, then we can get forgiveness from God above. And we sin and come short of the glory of God daily. You know that. But what's wrong with us going to God and saying, Lord, I'm sorry that I failed you? Because we do fail Him. We do. And I'm not selling, I'm not selling short the grace of God. God's grace is precious. God's blood is covering. But I'm here to tell you, I believe God's looking for some people that are going to serve Him and some people that are going to live their life for Him. We don't, it's not difficult to live for the Lord. It's not difficult. Hey, listen, we've lived for, I lived for the devil for 21 years before God saved me. And Jesus died for me. I'm going to live for Him. Amen. Hey, man, I got saved January 3 of 93 and I found no place to get off this journey. I've pastored for 17 years and God's blessed me to the utmost. If He never blessed me again, I've been blessed enough. Truth. Truth. I wouldn't want to turn my back on Him tonight. The one that has truly uh, saved me. The one that has truly uh, uh, been beside me through each and every battle that I have faced. 
But number two, let's look at the practice of prayer. You see that in the next part of the scripture. For it says the effectual fervent prayer. In other words, we are to pray and pray without ceasing. We are to pray daily. Look at some of your Old Testament examples. David prayed three times a day according to Psalms 55, 17. Daniel prayed three times a day, Daniel 6, 10. The psalmist prayer in Psalms 72 and 15, he said, pray continually. Continually pray. Oh, but and, and, and don't take me... Wrong tonight. I know that you're not going to be able to lift your head to heaven or bow your head tonight and and pray 24-7. I understand that. But he's saying pray whenever you get a chance to pray. In other words, uh, if if we're too busy to pray, then we're just too busy. I used to fish a lot. Y'all know I used to fish some. And, and, and the ministry got busier and busier. And I, I sold my boat. I sold the, uh, the truck. I, I said, I'm not going to mess with that anymore. Because I go twice a year now, you know, with that. And, and there, it, it just wasn't doing me any good to pay taxes and insurance on something that I'm not using but once or twice a year. And I said, to that day, I'm going to get rid of it. I'm going to serve God those two extra days that I'll have to go fishing. I'm going to serve the Lord. And I'm going to just depend on Him uh, to bring me the pleasure. Instead of getting out on that lake. I mean, that's just the way I felt about it. That's the way God convicted me. But uh, And one guy told me one time, he said, Now, preacher, if you're too busy to fish, you're just too busy. And I said, no, sir, if you're too busy not to pray, you're too busy. We should all be prayer warriors tonight. We ought to be determined in personal prayer. James chapter 5, verse 17 and 18. Let me read these scriptures to you. You should be there uh, if you haven't closed your Bible yet, but I'll go ahead and read it to you anyway. The next two verses, it said, Elias or Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit. He prayed again. A personal prayer. There's nothing with going back to God and praying even if it is different circumstances. We need to be persistent in our praying. And have that attitude of, uh, of, of persistency in our praying. First Thessalonians 5.17 I believe is the scripture. Pray without ceasing. Pray always. Pray when, pray every time that you get a, that you get the opportunity to do so. And in Luke eighteen one tells us to be patient in our praying. In other words, never give up. I've always put it this way to folks: How do you know that this prayer is not the prayer that God's going to say yes for? Because many people will say, hey, oh, but I've been praying for him for so long. I've been praying and praying and God's not moving. Oh, yeah, God's answering. He's saying no or just wait. But then that very next prayer that you pray, God may say yes. He opens up the windows of heaven. He answers that request. And all of a sudden, everybody's getting blessed. We've got to be persistent. And I've had people to tell me, oh, but preacher, that shows your lack of faith. No, that shows the strength of my faith. 
Because people will say, oh, but preacher, you went down there and you prayed. You're praying for the same thing. Why don't you just give it to God? Okay, I'll give it to God. But I'm continuing to ask God because he's either saying no or just wait. And I'm still asking for an answer of yes. And I'm not going to give up. I'm going to pray and I'm going to pray and I'm going to pray until we shake the, shake the heavens. And God gives us the answer that we're desiring. And if it is the desire of your heart, the scripture tells us that God will give you the desires of your heart. God will answer your prayers tonight. We just sometimes don't like the way He answers them. So that's the practice of prayer. The effectual fervent prayer. But look at the person of the prayer in verse 16. Of a righteous man. I can't tell you enough tonight. Sin hinders your prayer life. Let me prove it to you. Psalm 66 and verse 18. The Bible says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Hello? If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. I need to, listen, I need, it, it not need to be a big sin. Anything which opposes God, goes against the Word of God, is a sin. It could be anger. Anger is a sin. It could be gossip. Gossip is a sin. Sometimes people like to gossip. Huh? I don't know, we got about 60 foot altar if anybody wants to lay their tongue on it tonight. Amen. Amen. That'll help you. <laughs> Amen. That'll help you. Listen, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. It, it, it doesn't have to appear to be a small sin or a great sin. There's some times that my heart has been broken for somebody uh, so deeply that I would go just go to God, first of all, and say, Lord, I know I'm not perfect. God, I need you to help me with these imperfections in my life. Lord, I know that I fall short and I ask you to forgive me. And God, give me strength and power to go and witness to this, this friend uh, or give me some power, dear Lord, from heaven and encouragement to pray. Pray for them that we get a prayer through because they're hurting so bad. I've seen people hurt. I've seen people lose loved ones. And I know what it is to lose loved ones. And I've seen them hurt. But we have to lift them up in prayer. And I want them to have confidence in me. And I want them to have confidence in you. That you can get a prayer through if you're ever called upon. We need that tonight. Amen. Your sensuality hinders your prayers. Listen to James 4 and 3. He says, you ask and you receive not because you ask amiss. And you may consume it upon your lust. You see, that's using God's blessings for fleshly desires. Those in the flesh, you see, can't please God tonight. Some many people tonight are, are praying that they hit the lottery. I don't know how sens- more sensual you can get. Than praying that away. If you want to pray something about funding tonight, pray that God puts it upon somebody's heart to drop it in the mailbox that we have our building paid off. Amen. Amen. God don't need the lottery tonight to meet our needs. Can I be honest with you tonight? And I thank you for your faithfulness and I thank for you for your giving. God don't need you. I'm not being cruel tonight. I'm just being honest. God don't need any of us. He don't need anything. Listen, he owns a thousand, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And I like to say it this way, he owns the taters in the hills. And he can provide the need. No matter what it is tonight, he can do it. Amen. 
Years ago. Years ago. This has been years ago. These people told me, and, and, and we don't have a whole lot of trouble coming through our church, and I thank God for that. And um, most of the time, God speaks to people and weeds them out before the trouble comes. And, and every church has got it, right? If you're looking for a perfect church, don't join one because you'll mess it up. <laughs> Amen. I'm just, I, God loves an honest heart tonight. Amen. I'm telling the truth, brother. <laughs> but listen, God don't need anything that we that we have. But this 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 one family came to me and told me and said, "Well, I'm just going to tell you, preacher, that church will never survive without us." I said, "Is that right?" Yeah, that church will never survive without us because of what we put in the plate. It'll never survive. Can I say this church has prospered more since they've been left many years ago? Than it ever has before. Take that devil. God's work is not dependent on one person. God's work not dependent on two persons. Or one family. Or God, Listen, this work is not dependent on me tonight. I'm just a man that God has called and put in this place for this time. And if God wants to change it. He has the freedom to change it. Amen. But God don't need any of us. Any of us. And I'm glad we've got people. I'm glad we've got talent. I wish that all that come here on Sunday morning that about had this place packed out, I wish they'd come back on Wednesday night. Amen. That 18-year-old preacher that played that piano Sunday morning told me this. He said, Preacher, my pastor says it like this. Your Sunday morning crowd tells you how popular your church is. I said, well, praise the Lord. we got a popular church. That means anything. <laughs> he said, number two, your, Wednesday night, or your Sunday night crowd will... Tell you how popular your preacher is. I said, uh-oh, we're in trouble now. <laughs> but then he said, your Wednesday night crowd tells you how popular Jesus is. Mm. I said, boy, for my 18-year-old kid, you just spoke some wisdom. You just spoke some wisdom. And I thank you for being here tonight. I praise the Lord that you're here. But selfishness will hinder us tonight. Amen. Before you pray, be sure that you're right with God and right with man. Be sure that you're right because selfishness will hinder you. Sensuality will hinder you. Sin will hinder you. It, listen, the Bible even speaks of a marriage relationship of a husband and wife. If it's not appropriate the way it is, uh, my friend, that relationship itself will hinder your prayer life as well. In other words, you're going to bed at night and you're fussing with your husband and your wife and you got this big disagreement and you're blowing up at each other and you go to bed and she's hanging on one side of the bed, you're hanging on the other side of the bed. Guess what? God says your life's not where it needs to be and your prayer life's going to be hindered. Some may say, well, preacher, what if he's the problem? Well, his prayer life is him. Amen. We want those relationships right tonight. Amen. But not only the practice and the person of prayer and the purity of prayer, but let's look at the power of prayer tonight. That scripture says that it availeth much. That's power. Elijah prayed a simple 63 word prayer. And the fire of God fell upon the altar. The fires of God can help us tonight. But can I tell you this? Speaking of prayer. Fire has never fallen 
on an empty altar. Some people praying for revival. And uh, of late there's revival that's been busting out in certain areas. Different denominations and, 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 and different places. And, and God's blessing and people are being saved. Of course the Hayesville meeting went nine weeks. And over a hundred or so were saved. Another hundred or so online were saved. Uh, the, uh, the, the big Burlington revival started back up uh, this week. And... Uh, uh, people are getting saved in it and it, it's going to run at least two weeks. It may run longer. Uh, folks, listen, God is trying to get the attention of the people. God is saving souls. God is bringing people into the fold. But we have to be praying that God would do such to where we can make a difference for the kingdom of heaven. It's not about a, 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 a pats on the back. It's not about how big this church is or how small this church is or how big that church is or how little this church is. It's about doing what's right for God and doing it to the best of your ability where it could please Him. It's not about me tonight. It's not about you. It's all about Jesus Christ. We've got freedom by God tonight. Daniel 6, 16-24. I won't read all the Scripture because Daniel was faithful to God in prayer. God remembered him and he answered his prayer. He answered it. So we don't need to uh, just uh, go to God in prayer and, and lift up uh, uh, idle words uh, toward the ceiling that are completely stopped. I want some, listen, I'm desiring to have a relationship with my Lord tonight that I can get a prayer through anytime I need it. In other words, I need to be living the life that God wants me to live and I need to be that person that, uh, of righteousness and I need to be that one that is fervent and I need to be practicing that my life uh, will, will, will show Christ in it each and every day. God can answer those prayers. He does answer those prayers. You're looking at a man with a degenerative disc disease in his back just a few years ago. And God touched it. And I hadn't hurt since. Because an old preacher man called me out at the Unifirst Baptist Church in Spartanburg. And said, let's pray. And he gathered around me. Done the scriptural thing according to James chapter 5. Laid hands on me. Prayed. Listen. I didn't have to call Benny Hinn to get in touch with God. God touched me that night. God touched me that night. I walked out that door pain free. I was nearly blind in my right eye just a few weeks ago. And they said the doctor said there's nothing that, that we can do about it. It was overcorrected with that laser. There's nothing you can do. I went back to the doctor. They'd done an eye test. And I was seeing 2020. Actually 2015. That's better than perfect. That's the God that I serve. The man that I prayed with last night uh, is having some problems, potentially lupus. He's having some problems in his back. He's had those back problems for a long time. I said, look, the same God that touched me can touch you. The other man, I said, the same God uh, that is uh, that has touched people just like they're in your situation can touch you and bring you peace to your heart tonight. And I believe what I prayed. I believe those men believe what we prayed. Because we sure were all three weeping right there. Tears falling and hitting the ground. Because of prayer. Prayer. I told you this Sunday night, and maybe you wasn't here to listen. Jonathan blessed my heart so so good in Sunday school. I hadn't been praying for him. God answered that prayer. Amen. Then all of a sudden, 
He's praying for me. That God give me what I need to give to the people today. Now that's a blessing. Someone that I was praying for is now praying for me. And then he prayed it again Sunday night and said something else about it and I about lost my wig again. I ain't got no wig, but if I keep losing hair, I'm going to have to have one. Amen. No, I will go just like you, brother. I'm going to pull a Wesley Campbell show the world and shave that sucker slap on. Amen. Look what you got to go to, son. It's coming. It's coming. Everybody's looking at your head now. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Only as you and I tonight have the fruit of the Spirit's in this operation of prayer in our lives, will our prayers be answered? You can find those in Galatians chapter 5, about your meekness and so forth. Perhaps your prayers tonight will not be answered immediately, but they will be answered. I have asked many a times, and I'm going to have Sister Pam and Brother Josh come on and give us a song. And I tell you what, you can go ahead and stand because we're going to go to the Lord in prayer and she can start playing softly maybe here in just a moment. But let me say this tonight. I've, I, I've got many of preacher friends and I've, I've, they've talked to me. I've talked to them. You ask them what the number one fail is in the ministry and in the lives of people, they'll say prayer. I talked to my friend, preacher Mike Blanton, on two different occasions. He built a couple of buildings, seen that they were paid for, and God bless. Cal Ray Evans, they just built a brand new church up in Ohio. Our friend there, huge ministry. Built it. By the time the last brick was done, it was paid for. Morningstar Baptist right here in Spartanburg, down toward Packlet. When they laid the last brick, paid for. And I asked these men of God, I said, powerful ministry, I said, what do you give credit to? And of course, I was waiting them to say the most obvious thing. Oh, it's Jesus that done it all. And, and, and He did. But they all looked at me and said, preacher, there's one thing. That helped us throughout this ministry. And that one thing is this. Prayer. We believe in prayer. I don't know about you tonight. But I fall short. In my prayer life. And God just rocked me with this thing. This week. And said son you got to do it tonight. You're going to have to start with it tonight. And I'm just trying to be obedient unto Him tonight. And we need our hearts right with God to where we can pray. Because it's going to be a sad day when your mom or your dad is needing in prayer. Or if your daughter or your child is in need of prayer. And you're not where you need to be spiritually to lift up holy hands unto God. And ask the Lord to help you to help them. You couldn't get a prayer through if you wanted to. Because of the mess that your life was in. And it doesn't have to be openly a mess tonight. It could be a sin of not doing nothing. 
And I'm here to tell you, church, I failed him. You failed him. But I don't want to fail him no more. Chad, when you call me to pray for you, buddy, I want you to have confidence this preacher will get a prayer through for you. And I've seen a lot of prayers answered. But I've also seen some times when I probably couldn't get one through. I love people tonight. God calls me to pastor people. And I do it to the best of my ability. And I sure don't know it all. But I know the one who does. And I know the one who blesses. And I know the one who I can call upon. To help me in any need that I have tonight. What about you? I'm going to pray and ask the Lord to help us tonight. I encourage you to come ask God to search your heart. Ask God to help you. I come tonight hoping that you will maybe ask God to help you be a better prayer warrior. Because you may think, well, I just really don't have, you know, hey, listen, we can turn that TV off sometime. We have time to pray. There's some things we can lay aside. We can have time to pray. The Lord just wants to talk to us tonight. This reminds me of this. And I promise you, I'll pray. I know all of y'all love my wife. Amen. Amen. 99% of you do. I won't tell her you've done that. Amen. I love her too. But there's sometimes we're sitting there at the house. I may be busy in the words. She may be busy cleaning the house. It might be vice versa. And she'll say these words, Chad. Come sit down right here a minute. Just hold me. Hold me close. And I have to make myself stop. And stand beside you know, go sit beside her and just draw her up close. And just that's all she wanted. She just, just wanted me to hold her. Wanted some intimate time just sitting on the couch. Wrapped up in the arms of love. I believe Jesus is saying this tonight. I just want to hold you. I just want to hold you. Father, Lord, in Jesus' name, I love you. And Lord, as some are already coming tonight, I pray that you'd meet each and every need around this altar. Help us to crawl up into your arms, dear Lord. Help us to be what you'd want us to be. Help us, dear God, to love you more. Forgive us for where we failed you. Search our hearts, dear God. Help us to be the prayer warrior that you'd want us to be. Thank you, God, for your sweet presence of the Holy Ghost in this place tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You come tonight. I must tell Jesus.
tonight. I pray that you'll come. Sunday school hours, Sunday 10 o'clock, worship at 11, again 6 o'clock Sunday night. And next Wednesday night, we'll go to part two on prayer. How many feel like you got help tonight? Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm glad that you did. Sometimes we have to set away our pride, set away our selfishness, make things right with God then allow Him to do the work in our heart. I thank you so much for being here tonight. And I pray that as we dismiss, you'll bring yourself back the next appointed time. All right? You sure can. Go ahead. God's always on time.
Yesterday, I'll never forget that day. Around 5.45 was the time. Two people were placed in my way to give help. It was all God from the beginning yesterday morning. There's some things, just maybe little things in your life that take place that make a huge difference and a huge impact. And that same God that stirred me that way is the same God that can answer your prayer. Same God that touched me can touch you. Amen. Kindness. Kindness. Amen. Let's dismiss in a word of prayer. Brother Olin, will you pray for us tonight?